You're listening to Conversations, brought to you by TechSquare ATL. Excited to sit down here with Bethany Bray and Ben Cooper of Neurocruitment. Thank you guys for stopping by to say hi. No problem. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. So um, you guys uh, obviously have a different accent. What part of New Jersey are you from? Exactly. And I have the part that's below Australia, New Zealand, you know, where men are men and sheep are scared. <laughs> a fancy Kiwi. And what about you, Bethany? Where are you from? Um, I'm from London, just outside of London. All right. These are these are actually really similar accents to a southern accent, which is great. So our listeners will be very familiar with it. But um, So how did you guys get here to Atlanta and, and here to Tech Square? Um, so I worked in London um, and was recruited by Emory to do my... Um, do some research in oncology, uh, met Chris Klaus, um, and obviously met Ben as well, uh, kind of founded the company and started my MBA here. And then before we knew it, we were kind of an HDC and were kind of, full of fully launching a uh, startup. Hmm. What about you, Ben? Uh, myself, I've been in Atlanta for a long time, like 10, 12 years, uh, you know, in the IT space. And so uh, a lot of clients here. And so, you know, got to meet Bethany and Chris is a good friend of mine. And obviously a co-founder and investor with new recruitment. So we you know, designed and brainstormed over the platform for uh, recruiting patients for clinical trials. So that's how, that's how it was formed. Where does that idea come from? Is that just uh, like, let's just spitball an idea here and I want to recruit neuroscience patients? Uh, what? So I did my master's in translational medicine um, and neuroscience and would meet a lot of patients that were taking part in clinical trials. Um, who would love taking part, really liked giving back to the community as well as kind of having the chance to take an investigational drug. And then on the flip side in the classroom, I was learning about how hard it was to recruit patients. So for me, it was always a huge disconnect and I always wanted to kind of build a platform that brought the two together. Um, but then it was when I kind of came to Atlanta and met Chris that he introduced me to all the technical aspects that we could use um, to try and make that happen. So that's where the actual platform got built. Now, we're talking about Chris Klaus. And if you know the Atlanta tech scene, you, you probably have heard the name Chris Klaus. But let's assume some of our listeners here um, don't know who Chris Klaus is. Who is Chris Klaus? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it depends if it's after hours. No, that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, Chris is a good friend. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, for the people in the tech space and or not in the tech space, I mean, Chris founded a company called uh, Internet Security Systems, a uh, very successful company, uh, and sold to IBM. Um, and, uh, you know, 1,200, 1,400 employees across the world. So, you know, obviously now Chris has got a lot of other ventures and, you know, a big supporter, proponent, clearly, of new recruitment and, Kineva um, and some other great uh, opportunities and startups here in Atlanta, uh, you know, today. You know, great guy who's reinvesting back into the Atlanta ecosystem. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And certainly you guys uh, were kind of on the periphery and participating in some sense of something that he also launched, which was Neural Launch, right? So yeah. you guys explain for our listeners what kind of what Neural Launch was, which was happening kind of on the side of what you were doing. Yeah, so Neurolaunch is um, a accelerator. Um, it's a three-month program where Chris will invest some seed money into the companies and put them through kind of a really fast-paced accelerator to, you know, introduce them to prototyping, um, to kind of bu- building business models, operations, and then it ends kind of in a finale called they call Demo Day, where they will meet investors and do a pitch and hopefully get you know, some Series A or larger seed funding. Mm-hmm. So if, if anyone who's listening was at Neural Launch's demo day, they probably saw you guys kind of in the in the mix itself, and you guys were able to pull from the programs. But you're, you're now located here in, in, in Tech Square 
in in Synergy, right? As uh, at at the AD, ATDC incubator. Yep. Are you guys, um, what, what are you guys doing in ATDC, and uh, what what brought you at ATDC? So, um, whilst doing my MBA at George Tech, obviously I got to know ATDC pretty well. So as soon as we kind of decided to take this seriously, I knew we wanted to be here. Just you have amazing access to mentors, um, amazing industry people come here. So we actually were fortunate enough to get through the pretty vigorous ATDC Select um, situation. So now we're an ATDC Select company and we have an office on the second floor. I like that, the ATDC Select situation. Yeah, it was, uh, I never knew how companies got in or how they got selected, but it definitely is a rigorous process. They have a lot of steps you have to kind of get through, but it pays off because the companies have a really good reputation. So it's helped us a lot since we've been ATDC Select. So what is what is the, the, the specific challenge you guys are trying to, to, to solve for in the marketplace? Well, I think from a standpoint of the uh, clinical trials, I mean, there's obviously the farmers and the sponsors that, you know, want to bring out and find the new blockbuster drug. Um, the challenges are the time of recruiting the patients for, to actually physically do the clinical trial for, you know, whatever indication it is, respiratory, uh, oncology, um, you know, CPOD or whatever, you know, whatever the indication is. So that's really what we're trying to eliminate, the, the, the recruitment time, recruiting more patients, faster, better, more qualified patients, so that when they get into a trial, they stay in the trial, the retention uh, and the placebo effect for the farmers is a lot better. So, I mean, that's really, you know, it's important for the R&D, for the big sponsors like the Pfizer's, the Merck's, uh, GSK's of the world. So, I mean, it's a valuable piece of the puzzle that, uh, you know, we're trying to solve and, and, and move forward. So for those, uh, what's what's the current uh, approach to that, that that's broken? So tr- the traditional way of recruiting patients for clinical trials, uh, you know, some people may have seen them, you know, big one-page uh, newspaper articles, you know, adverts, uh, you know, on the MARTA here in Atlanta, or, you know, broadcast radio uh, advertising, which just is like a, a, a vast net. Uh, sprawled across the uh, population, you know, but it's not really targeted. So, um, you know, whereas we, we, we sort of find and do online advertising targeting the specific patients if they have a chronic disease, if they have asthma, if they have depression or ADHD. Um, so it's more targeted and specific um, for their indication, which helps the pharmaceutical companies that run the clinical trials because, oh, this guy actually has the disease and it eliminates like the professional patient that may just turn up and say, I have Alzheimer's, but I can't remember my phone number, but I don't have depression. And where's my $50? So, uh, you know, which the pharmaceutical companies know exists, but they try to get them out of the trial. So, you know, we filter them out, which is a big bonus and value add and uh, for the pharmaceutical companies that, you know, that we're trying to work with. We work with three of the biggest ones right now. Um, but there's clearly many more out there. So, um, Bethany, you, you're, you're pursuing your MBA, but have you, you taken a pause on that to, to make this a full-time thing? Um, so I really didn't want to be one of the typical entrepreneurs that dropped out. So um, it's kind of on pause. I'm still doing an evening class per semester, which I did this semester, but I think next semester it's going to be officially on hold. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just too much. to You think one evening class is only three hours a week, but when you're doing a startup and working till kind of nine, 10 at night, it's, it's really hard to do. So I think I've been to two classes all semester. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if they'll kick me out, but definitely next semester I'll be um, fully focused on the startup and won't be doing any classes at all. 
So you're the CEO, uh, Ben's the COO, and but you guys do everything, right? It's the two of you at this point. So what what is what does a typical week look like for the neuro recruitment team? Uh, every week is different. Um, we were fortunate in that when we kind of officially founded, um, we already had customers. So because we'd kind of organized the workflow and, and knew how the platform would run, we had customers and could serve them immediately. So we have a lot of customer meetings. Um, we go to quite a few conferences to meet more customers. We I had a huge meeting today with you know our developers that are helping to kind of finalize building out the platform really every week is different exceptionally long hours when you're kind of doing a startup obviously you're doing everything um but yeah we are fortunate that we do have revenue so we are starting to hire people which will hopefully lighten the workload so do you have a development team working with you or or how do you how do you actually build out the platform so we have at the moment we're working with um we have an advisor that's one of our boards board members that kind of is overseeing the whole process but we actually the people that we're physically paying to do it they are contract workers um we are actually looking for a full-time cto so actually if there's anyone that wants to be a full-time cto they definitely could get in touch with us um it's just been hard to find that perfect person that fits in with the team and we couldn't kind of pause and stop because we do have customers. So we've ended up kind of having, um, you know, someone we know very well working on it and we just pay him hourly for it. So how did, um, Ben, how did you come to know Chris? What was, you said you were in the, the, the IT world before that. What, what, what was that specific connection? Yeah, I mean, just uh, from a telecom IT standpoint, um, actually we, we met at a dinner at the Governor's Club, uh, I don't know, a good 14, 13, 14 years ago. Um, and then we sort of like just hit it off, so that was that was a good bonus. And then uh, you know we're both in the, in the Atlanta area, and hey, let's meet for happy hour, and let's meet for some for some cocktails, and then just formed that relationship from there. And then okay, you know I think it was after you know two years, like what do you actually do? Sort of deal. Um, so you know clearly, definitely from a friendship standpoint to start with, um, which is how I always try to form a relationship with people. I mean it's it's you know I'm from New Zealand, so it's how I this is a great guy, not, you know, the traditional American. You meet someone uh, right away and goes, what do you do? So I try to, like, I, st- I stay clear with those guys. <laughs> so uh, let's hear your best American accents. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. There's a couple of good ones. There's a couple of good jokes, but, you know. So what do you miss about New Zealand? Uh... You know, well, New Zealand's got a great rugby team, the world champions, the All Blacks. Uh, so, yeah, just all the sport and the camaraderie. Uh, you know, clearly, if everybody that's been down there or not, you got to get down there. Um, 4.2 million people, 68 million sheep. So, uh, you know, be careful if you do go down there. But no, it's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of mountains, lakes, rivers. It's, it's a beautiful place. It's a uh, photo of the world's, you know, extreme sports capital of the world is Queenstown, which is in, in the South Island of New Zealand. So, Tourism.com, New Zealand. Well, you get royalty. Do, is there an affiliate code they should use to, to, to yeah. get some money? Yeah, of course I do. How, do. how do you think I got here? <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're funding the company right now is our affiliate uh, income. What about you, Bethany? What, what's, the, what's the thing that you find uh, the, the biggest difference between living here in Atlanta than, than where, where you were in, in England? Um, I think that England's nowhere near as entrepreneurial as Atlanta. Um, that's definitely one of the reasons I love, one of the things I've loved about Atlanta when I first came. I just remember, you know, being in Tech Square. Obviously, Chris, that was my kind of, people I knew were obviously very entrepreneurial through meeting him. But definitely there's not the kind of entrepreneurial buzz in London just because it's so much bigger. 
um, which is why I just love Atlanta. I mean, Tech Square is, you only have to walk past three people and you'll see someone like sketching out their business plan. And I love that about it here. So what do you guys need most right now from a, from a company perspective? If people listening and the, you know, what, what, how can, what can they do to help you? Um, we're always looking for advice. We have a lot of mentors. Um, just anyone that can give us advice. We are looking for a technical co-founder. So if anyone knows of anyone that is interested in joining a startup and, you know, we definitely are a startup. We do have revenue, but we de- definitely operate as a startup. Um, we'd definitely be looking for that. But yeah, just advice. I mean, I think that we've been really fortunate in that we've had a lot of great people to learn from, Chris, but also a lot of other people. Um, so just anyone that kind of knows the space or wants to get involved, wants to grab coffee and give us advice, we will always appreciate that. Well, and uh, people listening along, how do they find out more about you guys as a company? And, and is there ways that they can follow you uh, if, if you're active on the, the social media world? Yeah, I guess, I mean, yeah, clearly neurorecruitment.com. It's uh, the website, obviously, it's getting upgraded with the uh, developers and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, clearly it's good enough for Pfizer to reach out for us and set up appointments and meetings, so that's pretty good. Um, you know, info at neurorecruitment.com, uh, that the email will get us, and, uh, you know, we'll reply straight away. So that's how you can, that's how you can reach us. Are you guys uh, on the public sphere of uh, Twitter or Instagram or anything like that uh, as individuals? I, I am. I'm, a, I'm on Twitter, Beth, I'm Bethany Bray. But, um, yeah, we actually had someone ask us the other day why we weren't on Twitter as a company. Definitely the marketing aspect of us is what's been kind of lagging. We've focused so much on customers and on the platform that sometimes our marketing isn't as good. We definitely need to get a Twitter feed going. So maybe now this will push me to do that later on tonight. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for taking the time to talk to us. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank, thank you. TechSquare ATL is a media studio connecting you to the heart of Atlanta's tech community. Copyright Sandbox Communities, LLC.